Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In the same Easter weekend, Vince McMahon starts up live WWE programming and shuts down the XFL. For Tuesday, April the 14th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. WWE, which is taping their shows here in town, announced last night they had one of their, I believe it was an onstage performer, test positive. Are you aware, are they deemed an essential business, or did they get a special exemption to stay open, or are you aware of how they're able to? I think initially there was um, a review that was done, and they were not initially deemed an essential business. With some conversation with the, the governor's office re regarding the governor's order, they were deemed an essential business. And so, therefore, they were allowed uh, to remain open. In terms of the specifics associated with the wrestler who, uh, or personality who tested positive, I, I don't know any of the details of that, obviously, because of uh, HIPAA laws, et cetera. I don't know that. But, you know, that's like a little family, a small family of uh, professional athletes. If one of uh, my family members tested positive in my house, uh, that would be concerning to me. You know, we would have to make some provisions in my house to make sure that the rest of us not get infected. And so I would assume that from a business perspective, the WWE is doing that type of uh, analysis of its own family. There you heard from Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings when asked how WWE is still able to run shows despite the stay-at-home order in Florida. Uh, there was the understanding that WWE wasn't considered a essential business. Uh, obviously, that has changed over the last several weeks. WWE has uh, said on many occasions uh, that as an entertainment body, they class themselves as an essential business. And now it seems like Florida agrees with them. So they are now back at the Performance Center and at Full Sail University for the foreseeable. This is despite a story over the weekend regarding a member of the WWE family contracting COVID-19. And we will get to that in just a moment. Uh, but what this means then is that instead of WWE having to tape a whole bunch of programming ahead of time, very much like they had to do with WrestleMania as Florida was going into lockdown, they now have carte blanche and freedom of movement 
to go to the Performance Center to go to Full Sail and do live episodes of Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. Those live shows got underway last night. We had our first live episode of Monday Night Raw in quite some time, and it will continue with NXT from Full Sail on Wednesday and then SmackDown on Friday, uh, once again from the Performance Center. So we understand. Obviously, these things are changing from moment to moment. Uh, This was a decision that was made primarily by Vince McMahon, we understand. And it's one that a lot of WWE stars aren't completely comfortable with because a lot of people feel that traveling back and forth is going to increase exposure. And and, and it absolutely is. Of course, the more traveling you do, the more likely you are to, to... to come into contact with people who may have come into contact with people, if you see what I mean. And there is some concern from many. Uh, There is sources uh, within uh, the wrestling world who report that a lot of the wrestlers there are feeling uncertain about being a part of these live shows once again. But as reported by WrestleVotes and other places, the WWE now has such a large roster that should wrestlers feel uncomfortable and not want to be a part of the live shows, then then they can go home and there'll be enough people to fill the void if they don't want to be a part of it. And it suggests to me that it would take something quite dramatic for this to go back to a taped environment. Uh, Fans and wrestlers alike from around the world have their opinions on whether or not WWE should be running live shows again. And we all have ours as well. And it's one that I think we'll discuss for a long time, but the decision falls completely to Vince McMahon. Uh, It came out just for the Easter weekend that uh, Vince McMahon was adamant that he wanted to run live shows as soon as possible. And it could be a number of things. It could be, um, I mean, the the big one potentially is, is licensing in the sense that WWE have TV deals with uh, Fox and with USA uh, that only allow them to miss live shows a couple of times a year. These are really, really uncharted waters, though. And you would imagine that that someone like Fox would probably relax that a little bit if they could. And if if WWE felt the need to. Uh, But Vince McMahon as well has a a wonderful history of being incredibly... uh, Bullshit when it comes to stuff like this like the show will always go on you know and wrestling fans uh, for multiple decades and more will know just how deep that sentiment runs with wwe so this is just a case of the show will go on i think this is something that wwe want to look back on in years to come and say despite the world coming to a halt wwe carried on that's a that's a pr line if ever I heard it, is it a PR line that uh, in the in the current climate is is a is a is a right the right assessment to make? Hey, we've all got our opinions on it, and as always, at Coltaholic on Twitter, we would love to hear yours. But over the weekend, one of the things that came to light as well was a WWE. Uh, family member tested positive for COVID-19. WWE addressed this 
in a press statement. They said a WWE employee has tested positive for COVID-19. We believe this matter is low risk to WWE talent and staff as the individual and a roommate became symptomatic in the days following exposure to two people working in acute healthcare on the evening of March 26th after WWE's TV production on a closed set was already complete. The employee had no contact with anyone from WWE since being exposed to those two individuals, is doing well, and made a complete recovery. So WWE uh, has addressed uh, some of the stories circulating about a member of their team uh, suffering with coronavirus. And from what it says in the press release, it's quite a low-level case, but even so, glad to hear that whoever's involved has made a full recovery. Uh, is this the first? Is, is this the last, rather? And uh, I certainly hope so. I certainly, certainly hope so. I'd, it's it's going to be... It, they're going to have to be very stringent with how they operate over the next weeks and months if they are continuing to do live shows. We know WWE have already put parameters in place to make sure that the staff remain healthy. There is temperature checks before they enter the building. This is something I'm seeing quite a bit around the world now anyway with people that work in office blocks and such who are slowly returning to some semblance of work. Uh, there are temperature checks before they enter. And if uh, their temperature is over a certain amount, they're simply told to go home. It's that simple. Uh, obviously, social distancing is in place. And the max there's a, there is a maximum number of people that are allowed in the building at one time, which they are adhering to. Uh, we're also understanding that between wrestling matches, WWE are taking down the ropes, the turnbuckles and the canvas and the apron and replacing them with fresh turnbuckles and canvases and aprons. Uh, this will be quite a military operation for live events. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the coming weeks as WWE get back to live programming. The UXFL will kick off in 2020, quite frankly, we're gonna give the game of football back to fans. I'm sure everyone has a lot of questions for me, but I also have a lot of questions for you. In fact, we're going to ask a lot of questions and listen to players, coaches. We're gonna to listen to medical experts, technology executives, members of the media, and anyone else who understands and loves the game of football. But most importantly, we're gonna be listening to fans. So I would ask that, uh, well, the question of what would you do if you could reimagine the game of professional football? The other big news from the camp of Vince McMahon over the Easter weekend was, of course, the XFL. It was wound up, uh, the, to, uh, the season wound up early as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak. And it was expected uh, that they weren't planning to continue the season and they were just going to, push this one to one side, start again in 2021. That was the plan until a statement was released to TMZ that said the following. The XFL quickly captured the hearts and imaginations of millions of people who love football. Unfortunately, as a new enterprise, we were not insulated from the harsh economic impacts and uncertainties caused by the COVID-19 crisis. Accordingly, we have filed a voluntary petition for relief under Chapter 11 of the US Bankruptcy Code. This is a heartbreaking time for many, including our passionate fans, players, and staff, and we are thankful to them, our television partners, and the many Americans who rallied to the XFL for the love of football. So 
XFL have now officially filed for bankruptcy. This seems like a, a rush decision, but as it says in the press release, it was such a new company that it was this was going to be a massive financial hit to them uh, should the season not get back up until this time next year. So Vince McMahon, despite all the years spent putting into this, felt the best thing to do was to sort of get out and try and get some of the money back through bankruptcy instead. Uh, as a result of filing for bankruptcy, documents about the league's finances were released. And some of, the, some of the things in this document, one thing in particular may cause some rather choppy waters next time there is a shareholders meeting. Vince McMahon said on multiple occasions the XFL, a company owned by Alpha Entertainment, his company, have nothing to do with WWE. It is a separate entity altogether. The documents in the bankruptcy have revealed that WWE actually owned 23.5% of Class B interests in the league. And I want to remind you that when Vince sold part of his WWE stock to help fund the league, he was very adamant that WWE and the XFL were to be completely separate. And this has been revealed as to not be the case. Now, we don't know what will come of this until there is a shareholders meeting. There is enough wildness going on in the world right now. And I guess the hope is that, you know, we'll just move through this. But withholding information from stockholders like this could be quite a, a dicey situation but we'll see how this plays out we'll keep you updated here at cultaholic with everything to do uh, with the the bankruptcy of the xfl returning to wrestling and we had a live episode of monday night raw for the first time in a while last night and we found out who drew mcintyre's first challenger is going to be for the wwe championship and it's going to be seth rollins now the talk was that seth rollins was going to take time away along with uh, becky lynch after wrestlemania and uh, obviously with everything that's happened in the world if they were to take time away there's nowhere to go so it looks as if both are sticking around for the time being and seth rollins uh, is going to be involved with drew mcintyre seth attacks drew mcintyre at the end of raw last night to set up their story actually seth's um, episode of monday night raw was incredibly intriguing because throughout the night he was cutting different segments backstage different promos backstage uh, talking about losing to kevin owens uh, saying his career had been crucified he then talked about uh, the fans need to have faith in him we basically see him sort of rise throughout the night and then in the last segment he sends a message to all non-believers saying uh, he has no alternative and he has to stomp out or doubt and then a few moments later uh, at the end of the main event of the night he hits the curb stomp on Drew McIntyre. So it looks like we're getting Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. We don't know when yet. I would assume it will be at Money in the Bank, uh, which is coming from the Performance Center uh, in May. Uh, but that's not been confirmed yet. But it certainly looks like that is where we are going. Also, speaking of Money in the Bank, uh, we have some participants named for both the men's and the women's ladder match for there. We know that in the women's match, uh, we've got Nia Jax, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Naomi, Dana Brooke and two more to be announced. And in the men's match, we've got Apollo Crews or MVP 
Alistair Black or Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio or Murphy, Cesaro or Daniel Bryan, and two more to come. Some qualifying matches for the men's Money in the Bank match on the way very, very soon. Uh, Apollo Crews and MVP. Intriguing this one because we've just seen Apollo Crews the follow previous week on Raw have an absolute blinder against Alistair Black. So it seems like there are some big plans in place for Apollo Crews. I can't help but feel that this might be the start of something for Apollo Crews, but uh, we will see. Money in the Bank starting to take shape. Friday's post-WrestleMania SmackDown wasn't the best in terms of figures, unfortunately, for the WWE. An average 2.3 million viewers on Fox, according to Show Buzz Daily. Uh, it's up from the overnight viewership from Saturday morning. Uh, just a touch. Uh, it's 3% down from last week's final SmackDown uh, before WrestleMania. Uh, it's the lowest number for a SmackDown episode on Fox, which is a concern to an extent. But as we've said on the podcast a few times now, it's one of those times where the figures don't necessarily, they're not as important. Like at the moment, there's too many other things going on in the world. But this is obviously a case of there is less intrigue around the empty arena shows as there initially was braun Strowman as a champion clearly hasn't intrigued initially we'll see where this goes from here not a great start to the post wrestlemania empty arena era for smackdown but we'll keep an eye on it tomorrow night aew dynamite is back and tony khan is excited about the main event he says on twitter the most anticipated match in dynamite history will also be the most brutal and memorable match we have put on tv as john moxley defends the aew world title against jake hager no holds barred with jr on the call i believe this will be known as the best empty arena match ever some huge words from Tony Khan about tomorrow night's episode of Dynamite. And I'm very intrigued to watch that match. I know JR was talking about this match on Wrestling Observer a few weeks ago and was uh, incredibly excited. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. ...by it, so let's see how this goes. Meanwhile, for NXT tomorrow night, on the other side, uh, we are beginning the tournament to crown an interim cruiserweight champion. And it looks as if we're getting a best of Super Junior style tournament featuring rounds and groups. And, and, and I like it. As a, as a stat man, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, group A in the Cruiserweight Championship tournament has Kushida, Drake Maverick, Tony Nice, Jake Atlas. Group B has Isaiah Swerve Scott, El Hio del Fantasma, Akira Tozawa, and Jack Gallagher. Looking like a good setup. So each participant will face the other wrestlers in the group once and then the wrestler with the best record from each will advance to the finals it's a bit like the world cup basically uh, but that gets underway on nxt tomorrow night we're also getting uh, finn balor versus fabian eichner which should be a belter finn balor has kind of put the issues with volta on hold for the time being there was plans to see volta and balor face off at takeover dublin at the end of this month but obviously with everything that's going on that event simply won't be happening and it's been moved to October. But business continues. So Balor's in action against Eichner tomorrow night. Justin Leeper has been chatting online about WWE video games for quite some time now. Justin Leeper was one of the people that talked about why WWE 2K20 went so horribly wrong. And it was uh, the, the changing of the guard with who put the game together that caused a lot of the problems. And we've talked about that on the podcast previously. Uh, Justin Leeper took to Twitter on Monday uh, to reveal some news about, a, about the forthcoming 2K game for the WWE or lack thereof. Let me read the tweet. I'm not a fan of bringing bad news, but it's post-WrestleMania and I think fans deserve to know. I've heard on good authority that WWE 2K21 has been cancelled. However, another WWE-branded game will enter the ring this year. I totally can understand why that is the case. 2K20 will go down as one of video games' most unmitigated disasters. It was a rushed operation, and they released a game that was far too glitchy and far too buggy for this world, which is a shame, which is such a shame, because... Personally, I've been a fan of the 2K series for many years. Personally, I didn't purchase 2K20. I don't own a copy of 2K20. I was playing 2K19 just the other night because I prefer playing that game. I, when I've played 2K20, it leaves me feeling a bit sad. So I've stuck to 2K19. And I think many other people have been the same way. If you are looking for a wrestling game to sort of fill the void in your world right now, um, Retromania is out in July, I think it is. And if you're an old school fan and you loved WrestleFest, that is going to be right in your wheelhouse. Impact have updated us on their Rebellion pay-per-view that was set to emanate from New York. Uh, not happening now, obviously, for obvious reasons, but they put out the following statement. In light of restrictions placed upon 
live events as a result of coronavirus, Impact Wrestling will hold its next major spectacular, Impact Rebellion, on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance, as per the guidelines put in place by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Originally planned as a pay-per-view special, Rebellion will now expand into a two-part free television event airing April 22nd and April 29th on Fight Network UK in the UK and Ireland as part of the weekly flagship series Impact. It will also be repeated on Five Star. Rebellion will also air for free on Axis TV and Twitch in the US and Fight Network in Canada, along with other international broadcast partners for Impact. The safety of Impact's wrestlers, personnel and fans is one of the is one of utmost importance. And while it is with some disappointment that we must scale back our original plans for the event, we are proud to have the opportunity to provide our loyal and passionate audience with some much-needed entertainment during this time. We look forward to producing a proper pay-per-view event once this crisis has passed. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to TNA Impact, the Nature Boy, This is going to be awesome, isn't it, Taz? You gotta love it. The Nate, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, baby, right here in TNA. Let's end with two Ric Flair stories, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, speaking to Wrestling Inc., Ric Flair revealed why he decided to join TNA in 2010, uh, which was just barely a year after he'd retired from WWE. Uh, the decision will not shock you. Ric Flair says, "I needed the money. Very simple." I was paying alimony to three women at one time, and I had lawyers. I got bombed as everyone hit me, and then the IRS. It's very simple. I needed the money. I would never have gone there. Even though I got to hang out with Kurt and Sting, it was a disaster. The other story comes from Ken Doan, a.k.a. Kenny Dykstra, from Spirit Squad days. He was uh, embroiled in a short feud with Ric Flair that led to a pay-per-view match. A match that almost got both of them fired. He explains more when he was on Pancakes and Power Slams this past week. Like we kind of have some idea of things that we might do when we're in the ring together, but we didn't know where Flair was, so Flair just okay, just figured out and when he tagged, he tagged out. When he tagged in, he tagged in. You just gotta but that's part of being trained properly, you know what I mean? You just gotta know where the match is, where it's yeah. flowing, you know what I mean? And yeah. how to keep that flowing. Because yeah. you don't want to ruin that momentum. Yeah. And, and you really gotta listen to the crowd too, because the crowd's kind of dictating in a way, mm. which is interesting because now we're looking at wrestling with no crowds. So it's like I, I always I say like we're the dictator of the show but the crowd is the narrator of the show nice you know yeah. so if, if if they can't understand the message you're sending then there's going to be no reaction if there's no reaction then you kind of got to change up what you're doing yeah because your dictatorship is not working in that moment because no one's moving yep absolutely or now with no crowd you kind of see and that's the revolution one yep that was the same thing he told me the finish he said I'll, I'll come in and punch you uh i'll move the ref and when i come back just give me this low blow and roll me Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, know, like, well, you got 15 minutes or something. Yeah. So you never know. And that same match, right before we went out, Vince took his headset off and he said, if you throw him off the top rope, he said, you're both fired. <laughs> so don't do it. Really? Like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, but that's kind of his spot. Like, everybody throws him off the top rope. Huh. And Flair's like, don't worry. We'll figure it out out there. So then during that match, 
he, he's like, come get me. I'm going to the top. And I was like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so he went up and I went to get him. I was like, what are you doing? And he just gave me a thumb. He's like, come back. Boop. And then when I came back, he just jumped off, and gave me a potato. Oh, wow. So so he, had, he had a single accent. So why didn't Vince want that spot? Uh, I think because everybody always, every match he does it. So Vince was just like, don't do it tonight. Uh, okay. Got it, got it. It. So I don't know. Maybe he was getting ready to fire us until we didn't do it. It's a really great chat he has with Pancakes and Power Slams. I can't recommend it enough. That'll do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News for Tuesday, part one of Three Nights, which is a podcast deep dive into the night that a WCW wrestler faced a WWF wrestler for the ECW title is on the podcast feed right now. Part two will be along very, very shortly as well. And on the YouTube channel later today, since it's Monday, Raw Graded and WTF Moments for Monday Night Raw will be a little bit later on on your screen in front of your eyes for you to enjoy. (laughs) Words to that effect. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. 